is from St. Luke, chapter 6, verses 27 through 38. and can be found in your pew Bible on page 1601. Glory to you. Luke 6, verses 27 through 38. But to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies and do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, turn to them the other also. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Give to everyone who asks you. And if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. And if you love those who love you, what credit is it that to you? And even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even the sinners do that. And if you lend to those to, from whom you expect repayment, What credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners, expecting to be repaid in full. But love your enemies. Do good to them and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great and you will be children of the Most High because he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful just as your father is merciful. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use it, it will be measured to you. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I have a friend who, uh, his name's Andy Rassman, and he was a teacher at Crean Lutheran High School, and South Orange County, he uh, taught uh, my son John while he was there, and Andy is off at seminary in uh, Minnesota right now, and he shared uh, a posting from a gentleman by the name of Dustin Benji, and I I don't know Dustin, I probably should, but I don't, but I like what he posted, and this was a suggestion on how to listen to today's sermon. Are you listening? (laughs) Number one, pray for a receptive heart. Number two, confess known sin before. Number three, keep your Bible open. Number four, take notes to stay focused. Number five, remove distractions like phones. 
We don't have any phone lookers here. Never look at your watch. Don't think that this is for someone else. And lastly, number eight, genuinely, genuinely respond. I titled the sermon this morning, I Don't Deserve This. I don't deserve this. And the theme that I saw in my study for this week is, is this, that God in his infinite wisdom and knowledge uses events and people to accomplish his will. You know, Jesus says, but to you who are listening, I say this, love your enemies and do good that hate you. He says, bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. I said that. If someone slaps you on one cheek, turn to them. The other also. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Okay. Give to everyone who asks you, and if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. And lastly, do to others as you would have them do to you. And I have to ask myself, Ken, and you can listen in on my conversation, how are you doing on this? This morning, I actually let somebody merge They had their blinker up. Thank you. Thank you. I actually let them do it. Granted, I did have my collar on. Does that count? Not really, does it? Thanks, LaVon. No, it doesn't. And even, even if it did count, it's a one and done because I don't often do that. And I think maybe most of California doesn't do that either. The gospel, according to Luke this morning, is law. These are not merely suggestions, nor, as I said, a one and done. They are commands. And again, I ask, who does that? Do you? More than once? Ever? Who does that? It's not fair. I mean, I was in my lane, and I would say something that went across my mind. You know what? Lack of planning on your part does not constitute an emergency on mine. Way to go, Christian. Huh? Jesus says to love your enemy, to do good to those that do harm to you. And in our reading this morning, as, as um, Gary pointed out, Joseph and his brothers, right? They didn't like this little brother. He's walking around in a really nice coat and piling him about his dreams. And he'd come out to see him, and they, that was it. They were done. So they were going to do him in. Joseph comes to say what was meant for evil God meant for good. Joseph didn't get thrown in that pit and say, 
I don't deserve this. Now, it doesn't say that in, the, in, in our scripture reading. It, it doesn't, but but he, if he did, if he complained loudly, he, we would have, it would have been recorded. He didn't. I don't know what he was saying. Imagine he was heartbroken. His brothers were going to throw him into a pit and leave him to die. But he wasn't abandoned. This isn't fair. I don't deserve this. I'd say that. You would too. Joseph had a vision once he was in Egypt, sold. He had a vision of skinny cows, right? Isn't there a cheese named that? Skinny cow, something like that, or ice cream. Skinny cows and withering grain. Joseph experienced prison, broken promises, and yet... The Lord blessed him. He became number two in all of Egypt. Number two. He's a foreigner, and he is number two. Remarkable. The Lord blessed Egypt through him. Out of the pit, he wasn't left in Sheol. He, he, he was given, and he, he came for redemption for those who forsook him. We see the end game that God in his infinite wisdom and his knowledge uses events and people to further his kingdom agenda. We see further on in the story whereupon Joseph had given grace to his brother, to his brothers, undeserved, unearned favor. Who does that? The people that would have caused him certain death, he rescued them from certain death. And he gave them a peace. Who does that? You? Me? No. Not consistently, we don't. There was one who did this. That's why at this church we preach Christ and him crucified. Nothing more, nothing less. Christ did that. As they were going to pin him on to the cross. He prayed, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Who does that? Jesus, Jesus does that. That's not fair. I don't deserve that. Did he say that from the cross? No. But he does impart his peace to all. And Paul tells us what is sown is perishable and what is raised is imperishable. I, I take you back to last week when we talked about our bodies being perishable and dying a death like Christ and then being raised like Christ in a resurrection like his. When we're raised, the sin and the ickiness of it 
is laid behind. God's not going to resurrect us in the final days with the sin in our bodies. No, it's going to be new, new, made new. But pastor, I got a raw deal. Can you think of a raw deal that you've had in your life? Maybe you're going through right now. Many of you know about a raw deal that I bring up often, and my son Graham. Got a raw deal. I didn't deserve that. And at the time, I couldn't see that he had infinite wisdom nor infinite knowledge, and I couldn't see how in the world he would weave a very sick little boy ultimately dying before I felt was his time. How would you weave that into the fabric of your perfect will? Well, flash forward 10 years later, here I am. The time that he was diagnosed, the world said Graham wouldn't live to be two years old. He was one when we got that diagnosis. How do you weave that into the perfect fabric of your will, Father? I don't see it. I didn't see it. How about you? In the files in your mind right now, have you been through what you thought was a raw deal? And have you been given the gift to see today that God did actually work it for good for you who loves him? He does these things. But I got a raw deal, Pastor Ken, and I don't see how it is a, is a good deal right now. I don't see how, <clears throat> how God uh, is using it to redeem anything other than he must have been really mad at me. I hope you don't feel that way. You got a raw deal? Well, let's talk about Jesus. He got a raw deal, wouldn't you agree? He who was without sin. That's a raw deal. But what did he do? He loved those who hated him. He blessed those who cursed him. He gave to those who took from him. He was faithful to those who were faithless. To those who are unfaithful who does this Jesus the perfect lamb of God that took away the sin of the world for you and for me God uses other things other than events and people he used his son we just talked about but he also uses the sacraments and he gives those to us to renew you who does this God to who to you once you were dead in your sins, but through your baptism, you died a death like his, as Paul tells us, and you arose in a resurrection like his. On your brow, we sang this morning, on your brow, you were marked by the cross, sealed by the Spirit, given what you did not earn, given what you did not deserve, 
When I say when you were baptized, I need to say you are baptized. You're walking wet. You're walking redeemed. And then we have that tension between the already, you're in, but not yet. You're still here. And week after week, we are made new again through the sacrament of the altar here, his true body, his true blood, a means of grace. Grace for you, just like grace that was poured upon those brothers of Joseph, just like the, only better, just like the grace that Jesus pours out to all who should believe and claim him and confess him with their lips. A foretaste of the feast to come where we will be feasting with him no more tears, no more sorrow. Who does that? And it's not fair. And that part is right. It isn't fair. But he did it out of love. He did it for you and for me. And yes, there will be trials. There will be sickness. There will be disappointments. There will be all kinds of things that will make our flesh shout out, I don't like this. Or you've seen me say, I wouldn't do it this way. Right? You do that too, huh, Jeff? I wouldn't do it this way. Let me give you some gospel that comes from David. One who is redeemed. One who is wonderfully loved. Psalm 16 Verses 8 through 11, David says this, and I pray that you would put this on your heart and say it when things come that shake you, that aren't fair, that hurt. David says, I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest secure. Because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead. You're not going to leave me in the pit, Dad. That's what he's saying. Nor will you let your faithful one see decay. You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. And that'll do. Come quickly, Lord Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Amen.